What's up? It's episode 19 of the podcast, and I had the pleasure of having a conversation with Rudy Grimaldo, business owner, MMA fighter, family man, you name it. He's even lived in Costa Rica and knows how to surf. I can't do this any justice. So without any further ado, enjoy Rudy Grimaldo. And now we're recording. So uh, I have, I guess, a He's a guest, Rudy Grimaldo. Um, very interesting fellow. Uh, set and watched him do an MMA fight um, and found out a little bit more about him. Asked him to be on the podcast. He was more than willing. So I don't know if you want to give yourself a little introduction, tell people who you are. Yeah, I, he's right. He saw me get punched in the face a lot. And it was awesome and fun, uh, which is hard to say that it's awesome and fun getting punched in the face. Um, I mean, I have a small business here in Bryan College Station, and I have five kids. I've been married 16 years, so I think every day is like an MMA fight with five kids. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, when you asked me to you know, hop on, I was like, sure, that'd be awesome. So I, I love podcasts, and so I've been chiming in on yours, like listening, like, all right, right on. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So you listened to a couple uh-huh. episodes already? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, because like, Shay's a friend, and I was like, oh, that's all oh, that yeah. she was going to pop on, and I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, Shay was fun. Yeah. That was a fun and one, She's man. fun. And she's had a journey too, man. Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. I've had a lot of people ask me lots of questions, like I want round two, I want round yeah. two. Yeah. But uh, man, how old are you? Me, I am thirty-eight. Thirty-eight years old. Thirty. Hey, we're the same age. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Right on, man. When's your yeah. birthday? January. January fourteenth. Okay. You're a little yeah. older than me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A little older. I'm in September. September. There yeah. you go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I got all that wisdom on you those months. Yep. All those months. <laughs> well, you give me hope. Maybe I can start MMA fighting again. You can, dude. You can. <laughs> I'll have my next fight. I think in March. So. Oh, you're fighting again in oh, March. Oh yeah, yeah. Is it here or where is yeah, it? Yeah, it'll be here. So we don't know if we're having an expo or at the Brazos Center or where. Just depending on. Okay. Because Bubba, his wife is getting ready to have a baby, so. Um, and why not now, but in April when we normally would have the fights, so we're going to try to move it up to March so we can do it. So I was like, yeah, man, I'm game. Let's do it. (laughs) Sweet. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, how did you get into MMA fighting? Yeah, so I was a police officer in Irving, and at the time, I I didn't grow up shooting guns. I didn't grow up fighting, anything like that, so I'm like, this will be fun. Let me try this, and I got accepted, and I'm like, okay, now I need to learn how to fight and shoot a gun. And so it's a little bit easier to learn how to fight than it was shoot a gun. So I, I joined the gym there and started training jiu-jitsu and fell in love with uh, something called Kali, which is Filipino knife and stick fighting. And then from there, oh. fell in love with uh, Muay Thai and uh, just regular Eastern and Western boxing. And I'm like, all right, let's try it out. And so I kept doing it. And then off and on, it's one of the things. I worked deep nights, 7 p.m. to 7 a.m., so it was super hard to be awake to go to class, but I'm like, Uh-oh. yeah, let's do it. It's a little tough. Yeah. So, what classes before or after shifts? Uh, so I right before shifts. Right before the, shifts. Yeah. Before yeah. Shifts. So you had to do a shift and then go to work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so get beat up. And get then beat go up to work. and then uh, yeah, or get to practice what I learned like a few hours before. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh yeah, I learned how to choke <laughs> a guy out like this. Come here. Oh, that's awesome! Like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, I got this. Yeah, I'm like, okay, you want to fight the police? All right, here we go. <laughs> so that's rock and roll. It was fun, man. It was fun. So, like, I guess when you came into any of those encounters or whatnot, um, was it? I mean, was it? It's not obviously not the same as like MMA fighting. Sure, or anything like sure. That, but 
the jujitsu help you more? The Muay Thai, the like the was it the striking, sure, sure, the yeah. grappling, or all all those combined together? I mean, I think all of them. That's why you have mixed martial arts, and like most of the guys who are the best at it know how to do all. But realistically, jujitsu because. You, one, you didn't want to write a long report of why a guy has a black eye or a big wilt on his face. <laughs> <laughs> so the report was smaller if you say you just detained them and, you know, you stopped the uh, suspect from coming at you. And so usually you could do that with a quick choke or an arm bar or something like that. And less paperwork. <laughs> they tap out real quick. <laughs> they would You're tap like, out. Okay. They're like, no, 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 no. And typically they knew how to street fight, which meant they didn't know how to fight. So I'm like, all right, cool. So it was pretty easy. A lot easier than fighting somebody in the cage who knows what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Like, that guy you fought looked like he knew what he was he doing. He did. I was like, oh, this guy's awesome. I mean, he, yeah, yeah he, he, he looked pretty good. Like, yeah. I was like, dang, I think that's the, I think that dude's probably the best one I've seen fight. Yeah. Like, you know, talent-wise, he looked solid. Yeah, he was, he was a big guy. He was strong. He was fast. I was like, man, he was 10 years younger than me, and I didn't think I'd feel it until I felt it. Then I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, and then he kept doing it. I thought you almost double-legged him, though, a couple of times. Yeah. So I was like, you almost got him. If you can get him down to the ground, I oh, think it, he's got It would have been over, but, yeah, yeah, we just couldn't. And, um, you know, it was, it was fun, though. It was. Yeah. And he was a good guy, which was super fun, and what you need about the sport. And the guys that fight, there's a brotherhood there because we all train. Uh, it's important for us to each make weight. So I was I fought at 205. So he and I both have been on a journey of cutting down to 205. And so getting to that point, showing mutual respect by making weight and then competing at that weight was fun. Yeah, so, yeah. And it was well, it was well, like well put on. Did Bubba put that on? Yeah, yeah. Right. Bubba did, and then yeah. our company did the production for it. So. Yeah, that was that was super cool. Even uh, Kim and I sat there and like, man, this is the production was well done from. Uh, yeah. RDM. Well, and I told them they better because I'm fighting. <laughs> so I'm fighting. It better be the best production you've ever done. No, it, it was fun. And, and that's the thing about our staff. They have just a blast doing it. And, you know, Kim used to work with us and she was awesome. And that's where, you know, that kind of mentality with our group, like we're all family. So it's like, all right, let's go watch the boss get beat up and video it and take pictures of it. <laughs> let's go and, watch but, the boss get beat up. But let's make sure that the pictures look awesome of him getting beat up. And, yeah. Yeah. And the slow-mo and everything like that, of getting punched in the face. I'm like, y'all did a great job. Yeah. <laughs> so. But that was your first fight back in how long? Oh, man, it's been years, probably 15, 16 years. 16 stuff. years yeah. since the last fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's so, been some time. And I, yeah. I mean, even then, those were smoker fights, which are just, you get in a ring and you just kind of box each other out and or, you know, strike each other. And there's really no officials. It's just getting their fight club kind of fight. <laughs> so the, the, this was a lot more, Bro. you know, organized, which was super cool. And that's what I love about how Bubba did it. Yeah. Uh, the state was there. I think the, you know, the doctors were great. Everybody that was part of it was pretty cool. It was pretty legit. Yeah. yeah. It was, fun. I mean, it was well put on. Yeah. The ref had a little bit of a problem in that first fight. Yeah. It was like, we were confused because he knocked the guy down and then he, he didn't call him out. Right. He stood him up and they were, he was, the one guy was like, well, we're we gonna go back out it or not? And like, well, hold on a second. Let me talk this up. No, he was out. It's over. And we went. I don't know what just happened. Yeah, like yeah. he was definitely out. Yeah. But then he stood him back up like they were gonna yeah. fight again. And then, oh no, wait, it's gone. Yeah. So and like after you get over the little bumps and bruises yeah. or whatever. But um, yeah, and and that's part of amateur fights, which yeah. which is also the the purity of the sport too. These guys are learning that are officials, the referee and the judges are learning. Are we're learning, learning and. 
You know, it's just something new, and the adrenaline's there equally for the fighters as it is for the referee, because he's like, I'm, I'm the first fight of the night here, and I gotta make sure these guys don't kill each other. But and they got a lot of work to do. Yeah, yeah. They have a so, lot of fights. Mm-hmm. And then that dude, you know, you train for it so long, yeah. and then you, you're gonna go into a spot where if he messes up, he just ruined it for you. Right, you right. Know? And I'm like, no, I wouldn't knock that out. No. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, that's why. But it's super cool the way they protect fighters, too. And, you yeah. know, it, I'd rather the mirror on the side of, especially an amateur on the side of, he was knocked out than not. Um, and, and that's yeah, the trouble with sports these days. Like, you watch football. When you and I used to play, a tackle was a tackle. Now it's like, that's a targeting or that's an illegal hit. I know. And I'm just like, man, when my boys start to play... I want them to play sports. I, I don't want to be afraid like uh, that they're going to learn wrong or they're going to get concussed or whatever. I just want them to go have fun because I had fun playing it and I didn't think about, oh, yeah, am I going to get thrown out of the game and lose a collegiate opportunity because of, I don't know, I led with my head. But that's what yeah. we used to tackle. <laughs> oh, man, I can remember. Uh, I, I got so frustrated. I haven't watched a full game this year yeah. because it's so weird to it me now. Weird, and I know this changes and maybe it's good, maybe it's not, but... I think it takes away from some of the sport yeah. when you see like the Packer guy get thrown out of the game for just slapping a face mask. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. The dude was was harassing him. He slapped his face mask to get him off him, and then he th- they throw him out of the game. So it's like, I'm pretty much done. Yeah. Like I, I don't know if I can keep watching yeah. it. Like it's supposed to be, you know, the manly tough sport, yeah. and then they do stuff like that. But well, I mean, it's a they, those guys make millions of dollars to play. And it's like let them play, and then let them you, play. you run a nonprofit, and you—that's <laughs> what the NFL is—a nonprofit. And it's like, yeah, we don't make any money. We're gonna, you know, yeah. parse it out. I'm like, <laughs> no, that's a joke. Money. You'll make a ton of money, and these guys make a ton of money. Let well, them play. I mean, it's similar to what you do, uh, really. I mean, especially super similar to what you do. Only you don't get paid for it the same way, right? You know, yeah. at all. Yeah. You're going in there and putting, you know, your brain cells on the line, yeah. brain damage, everything else. For something you like to do, sure, that you love to do. Yeah. Those dudes love to do it, or they wouldn't yeah. be there. You know, well, they, that's the key. They're making millions of dollars, but they love it. Yeah, yeah. And it's hard. I mean, it's hard for us. Us talking about what you do and what I do, and it's like we like and love our jobs, but at the same time, we would probably love it more with that kind of money, or would we? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's, but we, it's still professionalism, and you take time and you hone your craft and. Yep. You know, that's the, that's the joy of a hobby. Like, you were talking about CrossFit and all your fun toys here at the house that you're building. Yeah. I mean, it's the same concept. I've got different punching bags at home, depending on what I want to punch that day. <laughs> so, I'm like, all right, different gloves, different shin guards, everything, and even different mouthpieces. So, yeah, it's fun. So, with with five kids... And how many businesses do you own? So we have three now. Three. Yeah. Okay. My, my wife has a popsicle company. I have a, one production company and just started another one. And so we're... Um, What's the know, other one called? Are you, it's, it's, are you yeah, ready to share? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we just rolled it out. It's called Brewhouse Productions. And so we're going to focus more on uh, like documentaries, things like that, for oh, coffee sweet. roasters, for craft breweries, things like that. Um, and just some other fun projects that we're doing. And, I mean, we have a great staff. We just acquired a new building, so we're excited to move into it. And right now, that's where I'm going after this to go paint. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, we're painting, making it right. Dude, that's well, awesome. And the, the building that we actually have now, it used to be an old uh, dish, 
distribution company for um, like kegs of beer and like a beer company, kind of like um, where Kim works. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's right off the railroad tracks, and they used to throw kegs from the train into the uh, distributor's warehouse, and they take them to different bars and restaurants from there. So I'm like, there you go. Oh, heck cool. yeah. The nostalgia of it's yeah, awesome. Yeah, so, I mean, we found an old Schlitz beer sign the other day there. Oh, nice. And I was like, wow. So we're going to try to restore it and put it up just because. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of little treasures there. That's really cool, man. So, That's really cool. I dig that. I, so, I dig that a lot. We're excited. That's awesome. Man. It's fun. Yeah. So with all that going on, the, the businesses, obviously, the other production company, you're working all sorts of weird hours. It's not your normal hours. Right, it's, I mean, yeah. I, I talked to Kim a little bit about yeah. it, but I noticed just from seeing the guys out at different functions yeah. and the different productions, you're working when everybody else is having fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you're working while everybody else is working because right. you got to go pick up business. So right. it's a, uh, there's a lot that goes into that sure. and a sure. lot of time. And five kids takes up enough time. Oh, so yeah. you have one, two, three, four, five basically full-time job with being a father and a wife and a husband yeah. and you know everything so how do you fit the training in and what does that look like like <laughs> well, what does your training look like no, and, how and, that, does it go? and that's the fun part about it so my wife she's a rock star um she homeschools our kids oh i was homeschooled is, believe it or not there you go <laughs> and which is great because owning businesses i get to teach them real life i get to show them uh-oh Microphone malfunction. Dog <laughs> took us out real quick. <laughs> okay. We're getting it. Yeah. Okay. They're not puppies. They're giant dogs, by the yeah. way. No, so with her being able to do that and us being able to show you your life and how to manage a staff, do payroll, how to do just simple inventory and things like that, that's fun. And so they get to be a part of that. They all train, too. So all of them go to the, they go to the gym with me. We start at four thirty. Their classes, their first class is striking. So with Steve, then yeah, yeah, yeah. I they're, gotcha. they're striking from four thirty to five thirty, and then five thirty to six thirty. They have a jujitsu class, and then I start five thirty to six thirty, and then I'll go until sometimes eight or nine o'clock. And sometimes my boys will hang back with me, and the girls will go home, or we'll all just go have dinner and that kind of thing late. And um, especially during fight camp, that's how it was. Now I try to be done training 7, 7.30, get home, hang out with the kids more. And um, I, I try to start my days a little bit later sometimes, too, where we don't open our shop till 10. And we uh-huh. do that on purpose so that, one, we can either get caught up on stuff early in the morning, whether at home or with family, or just sleep. Um, because, <laughs> well, like even yeah. tonight after this, I, there's a concert we're doing at Northgate that i got to run over to. A Paul Wall concert, so oh, yeah. how awesome! <laughs> so, and so that's one of them things. We'll get home three or four o'clock in the morning, and then tomorrow's Friday. We got to get right back up and get doing stuff at eight in the morning. So, it's it's fun, man. I mean, it it, it keeps you guessing because never no day is the same. Every day is different. Uh, not just with that, but even with the kids. You know, every day is different with them. I try to take one of them to work a day. Just to kind of let them experience one dad time and then work. And my customers are so gracious. They understand that, uh, you know, we're all about family. So the kids will be there. And they'll either be playing Minecraft on the iPad or, what is it now, Fortnite. Or they'll be sitting there doing their math work while we're sitting in the conference room and I have somebody in front of me. And they're like, no, that's great. That's fine. <laughs> so, and I'm like, good, because that's who I am. It's crazy yeah. the similarities the way I grew up, the way your kids are growing up. Because we own a big food service. Yeah. And... 
dad, grandpa, they were working from sunup to sundown, you know, and then get called. Anyway, I grew up, I worked in it, so I'm very familiar, but being homeschooled was part of that reason, you know, I could go to work with dad and I learned Mm -hmm. a lot about business and life skills and everything else just from hanging around. I'd go on the sales route when the salesmen were out, you know, and I'd see all the customers and they knew me by name and, Mm -hmm. uh, then in turn, when I started selling, when I got older, they were like, oh, I remember you, you would come in here, you were so little, and I used to give you this, you know, you get a donut when you came in. Oh, that's right. You know, that sort of stuff, so it's pretty, it's pretty cool, like, I dig it, man. That's cool. I man. like it, so that's how you kind of make it work, it's yeah. like dad and kids activity time, that yeah. is, you know, you get to train for a fight, yeah. they get to watch the, behind the scenes, basically, and see it the yeah. whole way through, what it takes, and the hard work, and you know, dedication and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, and it's fun because I get to see that. I mean, my, my dad taught me hard work when I was a kid. I mean, he had me working from the time I was eight till whenever. He took me and dropped me off at a construction site, took a lunch pail, a jug of water, and then told the foreman something in Spanish. And then all he said is, I'll be back at six. I'm like, but it is six. He's like, no, tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so it was funny, but I, I love him for it because it taught me to work. Yeah. And I mean... When other kids had summer camp and, you know, got to go play at the lake or whatever, I was digging a hole or, you know, doing something in construction or doing some kind of landscaping somewhere. And that's just, uh, Dad wanted me to grow up. And so it's fun because our kids, like I said, we have a few acres of land and we have them working with our chickens. We have them learning how to do stuff in our garden and like, hey, we're going to actually eat that tomato that you just picked they can see it the whole process they get to see the process yeah the the compost they're learning about how to do composting and i'm like see take that banana peel take that eggshell that you just got from the chicken and you know and it's fun because we get to show them all of god's glory and all of his wonder with that process and just they're like okay dad we're understanding it thanks yeah so and and we try to protect nights where we have date night ashley and i because i think the most important thing for us is not to get so caught up in life and kids because we have five kids and they take so much time. But if we don't make time for ourselves, there's no reason. Because like, in 10, 15 years, they'll all be gone and then we're going to have to look at each other again. And what are you going to do? Yeah, like, oh yeah, we have to, oh yeah, we got married. Oh yeah, we've been married. <laughs> we've been That's married. right. There's no, I don't know, football or jujitsu tonight for the kids. It's just us. That's good. That that's the interesting and the tough part, yeah. and that I've tried to dive into with a couple of the people I've had on the show. Is mm-hmm. I know the way they work. Uh, we were talking about Terrence and everything. Yeah. You know, you know their schedule, what it takes to be a personal trainer and to do it that long and to make a living mm-hmm. doing it, and then to own your own business doing it and that sort of thing is. It takes a lot of work and it takes yeah. a lot of time. Yeah. There's a you know you're training people whenever they're off. It's the same sort of thing. Yeah, you know, for whenever, sure. so. How do you fit vacations in, personal time yeah. with, you know, keep that relationship? Because if that relationship isn't good, yeah. your fighting's not going to be good. Your right. business isn't going to be good. You know, your everything's just going to be out of whack yeah. the whole way. It starts there and then goes to your kids and then goes to your business. That's you know? exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And, and like with our business, we work every holiday. Every 4th of July, we're working the fireworks show. We're not watching the fireworks show. Yep. Every Christmas, we're doing the concert or the pageant or the something and we're not necessarily, okay, let's have it. Like Even Thanksgiving, and that's the joy of how we are with our kids with homeschool. They get to come to New York when we go film um, the parade. So I'll take our staff, and then we fly our kids in later. And um, my kids are there, and my wife's there, and they get to experience what I remember seeing when I was a kid on TV. And I joke with them. I'm like, you know, this is such an experience, guys. Like, culture's different here in New York. You can go down one street and see a completely different culture than you go down another street. 
I can't teach that from a book. They get no, to live it out. And they get to yeah. try different things, different foods, see different, I mean, just different ways of life where when I was growing up, I didn't leave Texas until I was probably 21. Oh. Yeah. And, Whoa. And then even then, I'm like, okay, now what do I do in life? Where'd you go when I, you left I went Texas. to Costa Rica. I went. I, oh, boy. Yeah, so I, when you left Texas, you're like, I didn't go to Louisiana or Arkansas yeah. or New Mexico. I went to Costa Rica. Yeah, yeah. I went. I studied there for a summer, and I mean, I learned how to surf, drink good coffee, oh. and drink some, drink some good Costa Rican beer, and that's what I learned how to do there. And I'm like, oh, I guess I learned some Spanish too. So Did you live down there? Or did yeah. You hang out. I, well, I went to school there for a summer, and so it was a study abroad program. I lived with a family. And uh, it was super cool because every our school week would only be Monday to Thursday, uh-huh. and so from Thursday night on until Monday, we would go to the beach or go to the mountains, go to a volcano, and just you would sightsee and you see the most amazing. I mean, it's an amazing country. The people there are beautiful and amazing, and uh, the culture is just so awesome. So, well, that's one place we want to go yeah. for sure. It's on the list of our places to go. Kim had it on her list. She's like, we're going on my 30th. 30th birthday, I want to go to Costa Rica. Like, ever since I met her, that was her goal. Like, 30th birthday, Costa Rica. She had this plan. She had this savings account for it and everything. She's, like, building for it. And then we went to Maui. And it was her 30th, and I'm all prepared. We're prepared to go to Costa Rica. And she's like, I want to go to Maui again. Like, I want to go back. I don't feel like we finished that trip off. Like, we need to go back there. That's awesome. We went back in eight months. Like, so we went, and then we went... Eight months apart from yeah. each other. Like, okay, we're going to Maui. But now, Costa Rica's on yeah. the list because we finished off Maui, even though, man, Hawaii's an awesome yeah. place. That's, I've never <laughs> been, but I mean, it's one of them things where, and that's the interesting part about some of these amazing places you get to see. You want to go back and you have yeah. your bucket list to go to other places. That's why we've been to Costa Rica. I'm like, I want to go back. <laughs> like, yeah. it's so I want to go back and see it. Well, I mean, from what I, so I watch Brave Wilderness. I'm a dork. I watch Brave Wilderness all the time. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm a big fan of yeah. it. And I, Costa Rica has everything. It's kind of like Australia mixed with Hawaii yeah. mixed with every, it's everywhere. Cause you can have rainforest jungles, mm-hmm. all the things that can kill you are there. Yeah. Plus you have beautiful beaches yeah. And the surfing and yeah. whatever you want. It's all right there. Mountains, like you said, volcano. I mean, you name it. You've got all of it, yeah. it seems like, right there. I think in one weekend, space. I experienced it all. I learned to surf. I went and hung out in some hot springs at a volcano. Went to the <laughs> rainforest where I was like, i got to put a jacket back on because we're climbing up a mountain now. And then before I know it, I'm on a black sand beach on the other side of the island. And I'm like, this. you just don't see that anywhere. No. It's amazing. It's kind of crazy, yeah. but trying to pick a destination, yeah. I might have to ask you where to go. Yeah. Oh, there's there's yeah. some fun places. I'm going to have to get like the yeah. spots to go, yeah. like where to fly into and all that from you because uh, we really want to do it. And I've looked at that map and I go, well, I don't know what the best spot is. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, is it over here or is it on this side <laughs> or that side? Like, which one is it? Like, which what spot is it? That's fun. Yeah. Well, so, good. Good, good, good. Yeah. That's the plan. She wants to go for my 40th. That's birthday. awesome. So. Oh, man. So you got, you got a little time. Yeah. We got a little bit of time. Yeah. Not much. It's like a <laughs> little bit. <laughs> so like one more year, yeah. basically, I guess, a year and a half. A year and a half. Something yeah. like that yeah. is until we go. But um, Very cool. So you, coast, you lived, how long did you live in Costa Rica? So I lived there for three months. Three so months. So while I was in college, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a neat experience. I'm glad my parents were able to help provide for me to do it because I'm like, I want to do something. And I, so I did it. And then later in life, I mean, the other places I've traveled. So we, uh, I did some mission work in Africa. I went to Katali, Kenya, 
and that was amazing. Beautiful people, beautiful oh. country, completely different experience altogether. Um, but again, we went to help work at an orphanage and, and to help train pastors on some stuff. And so that was just completely different. But the people there were just, I mean, it changed my life. And I can't wait to take my kids to places like that and do things like that. And I think that's the other fun part about the business we do, because some of these documentaries and things we want to shoot, they involve going to places like that, seeing things like that, uh, seeing amazing cultures like that and telling their story. And just, you know, sitting back, watching them tell their own story. That's why I love podcasts, because it's like you get to just interact and engage, tell yeah. somebody's story with them, be part of their story. So it's cool. It's really true. Yeah. It's really true. It's like, it's awesome to hear it. Yeah. Like, hear the places and the stories they've been and the, what they've done. It's yeah. super cool. It's, it cool. And then when you listen to it, you feel like you almost know the person. Yeah. You're like, oh, man, what a crazy life they live, you know? But uh, the guy I had on, Ben Wiggins, he gave me like the best advice because he's hosted a lot of different things he says he just he was like everybody's interesting everybody has a story yeah you just have to like talk to people right because everybody has a story you know yeah. uh and i'm really figuring that out how awesome it is to just everybody's got a different path yeah like living in costa rica and surfing and fight yeah. you know mma yeah. fighting to being a police officer yeah I mean, think of all the life you lived to oh, 38, man. It's It's been a ride, man, for sure. And, and you know, that's what I'm going to encourage my kids one day. And even now, just I want them to try a lot of things, a lot of activities. You know, if they excel in one, that's great. But try some other things, see what you excel at and see what you want to do. Um, like, my passion growing up was to sing. I thought I was going to be a singer and musician. <laughs> I was on season two of American Idol. No, you were not. I was, man, I was. Uh, it, really? It was so fun. You made the show, like, the yeah, actual they, show? They, had, they showed me in, in Austin, so I, I slept outside. I was number seven in line out of, like, I don't know, like 7,000 or something like that. And I got to sing for Simon and Randy. Paula was sick the day I was there. And then Randy asked me to, or not Randy, Simon asked me to, um, join a group he was starting some some group he's like we're looking for a Latin bass and uh, the group was called Il Devo which apparently they're still around and I'm like no unless it's Boyz II Men I don't want to join a group <laughs> but speaking of that just so people know the best walkout song I've ever heard ever I even told Kim when I was like this is she goes he loves Boyz II Men every time it comes on the radio he says they're playing they're playing it for me they are they do. <laughs> You came out to End of the Road, right? I did, bro. I did. End yeah. of the Road. Well, I couldn't pick. I was like, what song? I'm like, End of the Road. It's either End of My Road or His Road. <laughs> so, and Ashley was like, you're such a dork, but yeah, whatever. No, it was the best because you come out, you got this, you're the only, I promise you, the only dude smiling. You've got a smile from ear to ear, and you're walking out to End of the Road by Boys to Men. So it's this like mixture of emotions. Yeah. And. If you were going to get in your opponent's head, that'd be the way to do it. Like right. this dude coming out to boys to men, I'm happy. into the road, <laughs> and he's got a smile from yeah. ear to ear. Like he's a psychopath. That's it. That's <laughs> it, bro. Well, no, I mean, and that's the thing. Like I just, I'm happy, you know, yeah. because I'm healthy. Because God gave me a great family, great parents, and it's one of them things where it's like, even for this, like when I did my fight poster. They're like, dude, you're smiling. You're not a fighter. I'm like, when I was a police officer, people used to get mad, and it would get me in trouble because they're like, are you antagonizing them because you're smiling? I'm like, no. Like, I don't want to arrest him. He's a bad guy. Like, just smile. I'm just, this is what I do. And they're like, well, you don't, you don't cuss and yell. I was like, I don't have to. I'll just smile at them, and I'll just look mean. And they're like, all right, cool. I'm like, I already have a gun on me. What else do you want me to do? And so it's the same thing with fighting. It's like, to me, 
I'm happy to be doing it because I'm healthy enough that I can do it no matter what age because you know there, there was a time that I was like maybe I can't fight maybe I, I don't know and I mean that's why years ago I stopped we got in a car accident a guy um, rear-ended us on the highway and uh, we had our daughter and then my wife was pregnant with our son and they were healthy and fine I ended up um, having to get a rib taken out on my left side and oh. had a lot of nerve damage and even still to this day this arm is always numb and my chest is always numb and I got a scar and I always joke with my kids I'm like you know Adam and Eve God had to take a rib out <laughs> from Adam to create Eve and they're like you're a dork then. I'm like that's fine I'm cool but it, you know just journeys like that that make you think am I ever going to be able to to do this again something that I love and even just working out and training you know, I've like I've tried CrossFit, but I'm like, man, the muscle ups, things like that, those hurt. They do hurt. I'm like, I'm like, wow, I don't know. But then I'm like, I'm dumb. It hurts to get punched in the face too. So yeah. what's the difference? Jiu-jitsu hurts. Uh-huh. Everything. Yeah, that's the thing. People talk about all the different. It's a cult. CrossFit's a cult. Like, well, that person does jujitsu, man. Like, jujitsu is a cult, but it's yeah. a good kind of cult. Like, I believe that. Like, you can go one way or the other. You can yeah. go bad or good. And when you have a like obsessive personality yeah. about something. It's better to put it in good energy, you know? Oh, for sure. Oh, well, I mean, like, I look at, like, the different CrossFit uh, athletes and just watch. And it's what's amazing to me is how you have some that are just at such a high level and they stay there. Like, Rich Fronin for years. You know, this guy Matt now for years. You know, and I watch, like, Camille and, like, like all these other, I mean, uh, Brooke Wells, those folks. And I'm like, they're just at such a high level. Every year, constantly. And I'm like, that's just completely different. Because the champ's going to get knocked out. Or he's going to get submitted at some yeah. point. Yeah. But to watch this guy, like, the only reason Fronin didn't win again is because he stopped. Like, that's very true. <laughs> like, he stopped. You know? It's very true. You know? know? And, and so, to, to look at that and the joke that it's a cold or not, I'm like, but that, he's the world's fittest man. Like, hands down. Nobody else can compete with him. They tried for four years. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, so, it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, they built it. It's interesting to, you see them now, like you see them when they get on that stage. You don't realize, like, you listen to Frazier on the rare interview that he gives where you notice little tidbits where he's been doing it his whole life. Yeah. His parents were Olympians. Yeah. He's been, like, you know, working out, Olympic lifting, yeah. uh, you know, all that stuff. Chris Spieler wrestled his whole life, yeah. you know. He wrestled all the way up, and there's nothing... I don't. I tried to encourage my son to get into wrestling so much because I just I see the results of what it going through that sort of training. Yeah. I'm like, that's good. Yeah, like it's good for everybody. That's you know, awesome. and uh, he didn't want to do it. He went yeah. into it, but uh, they, I, you see all these. They they train, they train, they train. They go through the process, yeah. and then you get to see the end result. You know, it was mm-hmm. like years when they were teenagers. Right. And then when they're in their mid-twenties, that's when you're seeing them, you know, come on the stage. Right. So, it's, people think, oh man, he's just gifted. Like, no, that dude works super hard. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, like a guy like Michael Phelps, you know, switching sports. Like, he's just such a high-level athlete. You know, Tiger Woods for years, and even to see him come in full circle, come back around, I'm like, just the way those guys were. I mean, growing up, for me, it was Michael Jordan. Like hands, oh, down. hands down, hands still, down, still, and, and then Mike Tyson in the boxing world. And there, there were all these guys, and you were just like, nobody's ever going to live up to you. You have Kobe, you have LeBron, you have Shaq. It's but not the Michael same. Jordan, like was, like I had a poster of him sticking his tongue out, dunking over 
you know, Dominique Wilkins. And I'm like, there you go. That's MJ. Well, I, I was trying to explain to somebody the other day. It's like, you're, only, you're, you're watching Tom Brady play. It's kind of like watching Jordan play. Yeah, you go, exactly right. Be thankful that you get the chance to watch it. Because I'm thankful I did not like the Bulls. Yeah. I was a huge John Stockton fan. There you go. And he beat the Jazz uh-huh. a bunch. You know, he. I was not a Chicago Bull fan, yeah. but I, was, I appreciate the greatness. It's different. Kobe's yeah. different. LeBron's different. Jordan was just his. They can't live up to it because it's it's too hard to yeah. be that. He yeah. had something else on the floor. Yeah. There was something else there. Watching him, uh, I think Byron Russell was his name. Russell yeah. was his last name, and he kept hitting those fadeaways with a fever in that final game. Yeah. And I'm, my jaw's dropping because I played a bunch of basketball mm-hmm. and I'm just watching him drop these fadeaways. And I'm going, I'm watching the greatest thing ever right yeah. now. Yeah. Like, it's got to be impossible to hit that shot and he's hitting it again yeah. and again. And he's single-handedly just wins the game. Yep. For, you know, the championship for the Bulls. So it's cool to watch. Like, that sort of thing, you just appreciate it yeah. when it comes along. But that hard work again. Yeah, and, 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 and he's right there with them. You know, he's right there with with all those people and Mike Tyson like you said. Yeah. Man, that's the beast. I mean, now it's what Floyd Mayweather and he's undefeated and you got guys like that. I'm just like they're just at such a high level and yeah. it's so neat. And no, I'll never have the time they do because of family and business and work, but that's their job. It's yeah. the same concept. Like I spend so many hours in a week working my job. If it was to box, there you go. But he's not a successful like he didn't do RDM. Right. He's not doing the same path you do. You know, he didn't go live in Costa Rica and learn how to surf. Yeah. He's boxing. You know, mm-hmm. and you you chose a different path. It doesn't mean that you know it's any less. The hard work's still there. Yeah. In order to be successful in a business, that's one thing my dad was always saying. It's like you don't have to be a professional athlete to be a pro. Right. Like. You own a business and you're successful. You're a professional. That's right. Like you're a professional yeah. at life. You know if you do that sort of thing. So you got to view it as just because you're not successful in one avenue, maybe entertainment, doesn't mean you're not a professional. Right. Because that was my dream. I was just I want to be a professional athlete of some sort. You know. Um, Still got time, man. I'm telling you, 38. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, get out there. You, what, we have senior divisions and stuff. Yeah, we do. that's true. Got, that's what I love about being 38 now, because it's like, okay, when I do a jiu-jitsu tournament, oh, you can be in the senior division. I'm like, oh, they have senior that's divisions. Great. Right? I'd love to be in the senior division. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can do that. That's no, awesome. I mean even just for the fight prep, they're like, well, I need you to get an EKG and an EEG because you're over 36. I'm like, okay. Really, I could do that. Yeah, but, but again, I, I mean that's good it. precautionary. They, they but I mean. take care of fighters, and they want to make sure your head's right, your heart's right. I'm like, okay, that's good because I can't afford to not be here for my kids because of my hobby. <laughs> <laughs> that's true because of the hobby. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's just a hobby. It's just a hobby. But throwing yourself out there, I, I kind of want to ask this question just yeah. because it interests me. I view that so I was. I don't know if you know too much about my action sports stuff I was in the X Games and NIST competition and all that and I've done some crazy things I'm lucky to have everything working correctly in my body (laughs) and to be able to function and talk some you know but when I look at that I see that the door shut and the other person across the ring that's like butterflies I'm watching it and butterflies are going up like that has to be the ultimate in adrenaline rush it really does. It, it's fun. You know, the weird thing about me is I'm probably the most non-competitive person I know. Really? There's really? no competitive bone <laughs> in my body. 
I just like to have fun. And to me, that was fun. Like, and, and it's no knock against my coach who wants me to go out and win or against my family or supporters. It just comes back down to I want to enjoy what I'm doing. I want to, you know, seek that moment and have fun with it. And if I'm not and it becomes such a job or it becomes such a chore that I can't enjoy it, then I'm, I'm a fake to my kids. Because I want them to go out there and enjoy what they're doing. I remember, I, you know, I tried to play tennis when I was a kid. I had no business with the tennis racket. But my dad got me a nice <laughs> tennis racket, and I'm there. I'm like, this is dumb. I don't know why I'm doing this. Don't like it? Yeah. yeah. I'm done. I'm done. And so the same concept with this. Like, whenever I play games, whenever I play anything, it's like, I'm, I don't go into it for the competition of it. I go into it because I, you know, I either love it or I want to try it. Or, you know, I just appreciate what it is. You're yeah. obviously starting to win a fight. What's that? You're obviously trying to win your fight. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's no not doubt. life or death. For but you. it's not life or death. Yeah. It's like and, and I, I, like that's why I want to do it again. You know, I didn't win this last one. It's like the next one. We'll get it. And I, I joked with my wife. I'm like, it's like Rocky. He lost in number one. Rocky two. He beat Apollo oh, Creed. Heck yeah. Yeah. I said in number three, he got beat by Clubber. Came back and beat him again. <laughs> She's like, you're an idiot. I'm like, I am. But I can appreciate Rocky. And he's got he's got another movie coming out this Thanksgiving. Yeah, he's Creed still two. going. <laughs> so yeah I mean no I, of course I want to win there's that nature of it but if I don't then I respect that opponent in the way that he honed his craft better than me and so it just makes me want to go out and do the same and so uh, all I'm going to do now is train a lot of striking against tall guys <laughs> just in case that, <laughs> just comes, in case up that comes up again <laughs> I'm like you got it bro I'm ready now so no it's fun so what is the what is your like what do you weigh normally me so and that that's been the interesting part. So I got sick about a year ago, where I couldn't eat. I didn't eat for like three months. Doctors didn't know what was going three on. Three months of not. Yeah, really? like where just I How couldn't did... keep anything down. Like I I lost probably sixty pounds for just nothing. Dude, it was, sixty pounds on you is no, not. I mean, and like, I like, but I used to lift a you lot. Gotta be... I was strong. I was, I mean like power lift kind of stuff. And so the doctors couldn't figure it out, and finally we came up with a solution. They're like, "Wow!" Well, somebody told me, "Tell them to take your gallbladder out." I bet that's what it is. Sure enough, man, we begged, we begged the surgeon in the emergency room, like, "Hey, dude, can you?" He's like, "Let's give it a go." They took it out, man. I felt amazing after. Um, and that that journey, though, because I mean, when you stop eating, that's when people die. I remember when my grandmother stopped eating when she had Alzheimer's. She passed away shortly after because your body needs that fuel. It what did it. you do for? Not, it just IV, just water, just very little stuff to eat. I just couldn't keep anything in. Could you drink? I, no, food? even even not even that. I didn't want to do just because it hurt. It, like I told my wife, I remember leaning over to Ashley saying, "Food is killing me." <laughs> That's and such a sad. It thing. was no, because I love food. Like I love great oh. food. And so, luckily, we found out. But that's why, even with this, I, you know, Bubba was going through that journey with me at the time, my, my coach. And uh, he's one of my best friends. And he's like, you know, we could do it. And so, after that, I'm like, I'm going to fight. This will be fun. Let's do it. <laughs> and that's what just spurred that on. And, and even uh, building up to the fight, like three weeks before the fight, I broke my foot in training. But I looked at Bubba and I'm like, I'm not pulling out, bro. I was like, there's no way. I'm 38. Next how year, many, I'll be 39. Okay, how long before the fight? Three weeks before the fight. Three weeks yeah. you broke your foot. I broke my right foot. What would you, you break in it? Uh, so I broke the big toe and the two toes next to it, and then I had a hairline fracture up 
a little bit higher on my foot itself. And it's because I, I was kicking a punching bag, and then the bag next to me, the guy was kicking it, it just swung over and my foot went right into it, just at the wrong angle. Which can happen so easy. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was just one of those freak things, and Bubba was like, no. And I'm like, I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'll just put that pain somewhere else. So that fight was with a broken foot. Yeah, but I mean, three it, weeks your foot done healed. No, and and it didn't. And the doctor basically said it's going to be numb. You can fight or not, but that's why I told Bubba, well, I won't be throwing a kick. And you could feel it in the fight because when I went to pick the guy up, I'm like, I have no leverage. Like I couldn't push you off. Can't on push the foot. off on your foot because your body's telling. Yeah, like, your body really just shut down yeah. when you have that. And then part. and then after that, so I pulled off and I started trying to circle. I couldn't circle to get away from his right. And I'm like, all right, so let's just get in and bang. And if he outbangs me, great. And he did. He just he outstruck me. And again, that's uh, you know, learning from that. Would I have done it again? Probably, just because to me, I wasn't going to pull out. I worked so hard to that point, and you know, Bubba looked at me. He's like, you know, you're not going to do anything for these next three weeks, but lay off of it, and you're going to swim. Which I'm like Rocky. There's no swim in me, but I, I learned how to swim. <laughs> and then he's That's like, hard. Hey, swimming's tough. Swimming's tough. Swimming's bro. way tougher yeah. than what people think. Yes, completely agree. Yeah. And then I'm going to row, and that's what I'm going to do. And so all I did was swim and row for three weeks. Just to keep cardio, and I mean, I felt every bit of it in that fight. I'm like, there's no energy, there's no strength, but it was fun, and that's why I look forward to the next one. And you know, even the guy that I fought, I'm like, that dude was strong. He was quick. He looks strong. And I'm like, I can't wait to see his next fight. His name was Sean Robertson. For those of you out there, go Google the kid. <laughs> the kid was awesome. He's from Midland, Texas. I think he played college football at Blinn and then Lamar, and uh, that kid's got a bright future. So. Oh, he seemed, like, super nice. Yeah. He seemed like a lot of respect. Like, he was one of the, y'all were, both of you two were, like, some of the nicest, like, respectful to each other. Yeah. Not that anybody else was bad. Yeah. But there wasn't, there was, like, it was a fun fight to watch. Yeah. I'll say it was, it was entertaining yeah. in the sense of y'all, ha- y'all were going at it hard, yeah. but then it was very respectful. Like, he sure. seemed very respectful and everything. It, it just... It was fun to watch. Yeah, it, was, it was a good time. I appreciate it. But that that mental side is what I think attracts me to like just even want to talk about it, yeah. know your process, yeah. maybe get you know attracted me to want to get into it yeah. because it's it's not I'm a tough guy. I'm going to show you I'm a tough guy because sure. I broke my foot yeah. moving through it. It's more of like. I want to do this. Like I've trained. This is what I'm doing. Like yes. this is what I'm having fun yeah. at. I'm not gonna let this. As long as I can get in there and move. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'm gonna take some damage. But this yeah. is. I'm giving this a shot. Yeah. You know, and I I did something similar to that, not even realizing what I was doing. I qualified for this big CrossFit competition. Only thirty go, and I made it. And so, right before, they they send out the wads, and my back's hurt where I can't almost any of the movements oh, man. I mean I can't and shout out to all of the sawed off guys because they worked on my back they like they were there every second and to Kim to my kids everybody that was there yeah. they made it to where I could at least function down there and then I but my my thought was I qualified yeah I might not qualify again right like exactly. there's no guarantees like I I poured a lot into this. I'm going to go out on that stage and I'm going to do what I can. If, I, right. if I'm last, I'm last. Yeah. But I'm going to go out there and if I can't physically do something, then I'll bow out. Yeah. But other than that, I'm going to go through it and see what I can do. It's not a broken foot, obviously. Yeah. You know, but in so, a fight. I've never had a 
bad but, back, man. That, <laughs> God, that you, you're, every movement you do in CrossFit is with your back. Pretty much. Yeah. There's, there's, there were certain things that didn't tweak it, but just yeah. about everything in that competition did. But, I mean, but, for me, I was hoping I'd get the guy down and I could stay off my foot the whole fight. <laughs> yeah, but you got to get to him. Yeah, and then, like you said, you know, your advantage is going to be double-legging yeah. him and you don't have your foot to leverage yeah. on. But I think that your mentality in it goes all the way back to what you're seeing the way you grew up yeah. you know your dad dropping off at the construction site um, all these different things that you've trained for being a cop and or, I mean I'm sure that was a bunch of mental training oh yeah for sure right there I mean you see stuff that you're like we're not supposed to see that that's not a, I mean there's evil there's so much evil in the world and you see it Man. and that's that's why I always joke with my firefighter buddies and I call them hose draggers no offense to y'all listening out there but <laughs> When a firefighter, you see them, they get the hugs and the, the meals. Mm-hmm. Because when you see a police officer, I'm not pulling you over to say hi. Nobody How's likes your day? you. Nobody likes I'm, you. I'm pulling you over to rescue, give you a ticket, make your day worse. So, yeah, that was no fun. And but, when you're making somebody else's day better, yeah. they don't see it. You're no. ma- you know, you're yeah. stopping bad things from yeah. happening. They don't see that part. Nope. All they see is the flashing lights in the back. Yeah. yeah they're thinking, oh, man, what? This pig's pulling me over. Uh-huh, you know? Uh-huh. That sort of thing. Or firefighters, they're there to save you. Yeah. They're there to put your fire out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's it's two totally different things when you're both doing the same yeah. thing, really. Yeah. It's just one gets all the love. Right. And the other one right. is, you know. That's what, yeah, that's what we do with them. But, I mean, but like you were saying, and, and after being sick for so long over the last year, that was the other part of the fight. It's like, I got to this point, I'm going to do it because there may not be a next year. Yeah. You know, tomorrow's not guaranteed, and it wasn't. And luckily, we found out what was going on. They took care of it, and I'm like, cool, I can eat again. That's, that part, that thing's incredible to me, mm-hmm. that you didn't eat for three months. Yeah, it was nuts, man. And you like, lost 60 pounds. Yeah. And, and even still, I mean... Like, people are like, oh, that's a great diet. I'm like, no, it's not. I'm like, that's terrible. I lost all my strength. I lost that. I mean, you kind of lose the will to do anything. And so then to get it back, that's why I was like, I'm going to train. And I, I walked around probably about 250 is what I started training at. Okay. And then from there, just to get down to 205, I mean, it wasn't any hard journey. It was just hard work. But that's no different than what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go in a fight camp and train. You're supposed to train as hard as you can. You're supposed to sweat you know, come back limping and, you know, getting out of bed like, oh, man, another day. But then you're excited and you go back out and you do it and do it again. So just something connecting the dots is you lost 60 pounds because you're sick. Yeah. Gained your weight back. Right. Said you want to fight and had to lose it again right. before the fight. Before the fight, yeah. <laughs> So you went from 250 to 205 yeah. to fight, yeah. basically. That journey, and obviously you didn't cut that for the fight. No, but, no, no. I only had to cut you know. 14 pounds for the fight, yeah. so that wasn't bad. Yeah, but what's your cutting process like? Well, so that's interesting. The, the cutting process is on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of the week of the fight. So weigh-ins are Friday, usually afternoon. You just drink a ton of water. Monday, you drink a ton of water, you cut the carbs, you're just, you know, making sure you're not taking any sugars in. Tuesday, you're drinking a ton of water, because the goal is you want your body to go to the restroom a lot, and you want your, you know, your kidneys to keep working. Yeah. And so that way, Wednesday, about midday, you eliminate water. You yes. only take a couple sips, and that's it. Thursday and Friday, you're not drinking any water. Oh. You're not eating anything. And the thing is, your body still is in the, I'm going to go to the bathroom and pee mode, and so you're still losing all the fluids. And then I sat Friday morning in a sauna 
um, in and out of the sauna from about eight to about noon to cut the last 14 pounds. And it's mental, but as long as you have a strong head, you can make it. it there's nothing to it other than it's hot. It's not comfortable, but neither is getting punched in the face or getting a toehold on you or whatever. It's not. Yeah. So it's the same concept. You just, so you just put your mind somewhere else and you know you just sit there and sweat it out. You just throw on layers and layers of clothes and sweat it out. You keep all the heat in. And then when you're ready to weigh, you weigh and hopefully you get there. And sure enough, we got there and it wasn't, wasn't too bad. So out of all this stuff, like listen to you talk, is it, it sounds like it's almost more fun the process of getting there. Oh, for sure. Like sitting in yeah. the sitting in the sauna and doing all this hard work just to weigh in and yeah. get to that two oh five and now it's like oh now you're just enjoying the fruits of the labor that yeah. you that you did, but basically the process is what it just it it's yeah. a pleasure to hear that that situation where you enjoy the process of being able to mentally get because a lot of people couldn't sit in that sauna. Yeah. Yeah, I it's, mean it's hard. It is. You see the people on TV. You think, oh, look at all the fighters that do it. Think about the amount of fighters there are and the amount of population of people there is. Right, right. A lot of people can't do that. Sure. You know yeah. they can't sit in the yeah. sauna being uncomfortable, and you're making friends with being uncomfortable. Yeah. You're like, I can do it. You know, in order to get that ring, I gotta be uncomfortable for just a second. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that's, I kind of feel like that's gonna trans- that attitude transfers over into your business life. Sure. And your family life. And all that. Yeah. Well, and and that's the thing. I mean, and that's that's even when I hire people, I tell them, I'm not hiring you for a job. I'm hiring you because I like you, and I want you to develop into a job. So I'm not saying you're going to come on and be an awesome quote right there. Well, because I like it. What I learned long ago, I had a a good mentor long ago pour into me in such a way that he's like, I thought I wanted to be an attorney. I thought I wanted to go to law school. I thought I had it all planned out. I didn't. God had a different plan, and he helped this guy show me that. Okay, if you like that, what do you like about it? If you like this, what do you like about it? You're good at it. Okay, well, I don't want you to just be good at it. I want you to enjoy it. I want you to excel at it. I want you to be passionate about it. So I always ask my people, and I remember asking Kim, what are you passionate about? Like, what wakes you up in the middle of the night because you forgot to do it? And I don't mean like you didn't turn the stove off. I mean like, oh, man, I got to do this, that, or this. And that's what you're passionate about. And that, that's why, like, my wife, she was mostly a stay-at-home mom. She has her popsicle business because she's passionate about our kids. Like, she wakes up in the middle of the night thinking, oh, I need to get this ready for their schoolwork tomorrow. I'm like, it's 2 in the morning. Walmart's open. It's 2 in the morning. You know, go to bed. That kind of stuff. And so I want the people that interact with me and my staff to have that same impact and say, what am I passionate about? And then I want them to go on somewhere else and be like, you know, what is it that guy's doing? And I want them to basically ask me the question, you know, why why are you loving on us in this way that you let us get to just explore what we're doing? Because God loved me that way. And I want you to understand that's what it is, is Christ's love. And so it's fun to own a business. I don't like everything I do in my business, but that's the most fun part, to create an opportunity for somebody to grow and expand and learn. That yeah, and I I so dig that that you hire people you like and let them create the job. Yeah. Versus just hiring somebody that you think has the perfect resume mm-hmm. for it, which is probably another reason why you're successful because that's part of, when you give people that creativity, when you let them be them and yeah. let them work inside their own little, you know, their area, it really you get the best out of a human, sure. you know? Yeah. If they enjoy it. They're going to give you everything they got. 
When I remember Kim, when she picked up a camera, she hadn't picked one up until she started working for us. And she came on to do some marketing stuff, and she ended up doing photos, and she kept accelerating at that and kept doing a lot of great things with that. To me, that's exciting. And to what she can go take to whatever other job or however else in her life. She She's so good it. at it, too. And it, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, If she wouldn't have done that and been given an opportunity to say, oh, I have an eye for that, maybe she wouldn't be doing it. And, and that, that, to me, is exciting. Not, oh, yeah, I want everybody to work for me kind of thing. I'm like, no, I just want you to go out and do what you're passionate about, whoever it's for. But don't halfway do Uh-oh. Dogs. Always a dog in my podcast, dang it. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> no, that's really, like, that's super cool. Uh, the passionate part, because I'm all about that. Yeah. I encourage everybody that I can to try to go do that. And then sometimes I don't think I've taken my own lessons. Yeah. You know, I get tied up and I'm like, oh, you should, you've got all the opportunity. And then I feel like I don't have the opportunity mm-hmm. myself to do it. Sometimes, and I look back and go, you know, if I was taking my own advice, I would take that leap. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't. So it's cool to hear it from your like your business standpoint because my grandpa taught us the same sort of lesson. He was people would come up all the time like, "Hey, can you pay me this?" Because these guys offered me this job and it's really good. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Unfortunately, I can't." But I'm not going to be sad. Like I I suggest that you take this, yeah. even though it was like our best employee. He'd be like, "I I suggest you better your family. Yeah. Like I want to see you as a human have a good life." Right. So. Uh, I like I appreciate it. I respect it. Yeah, and it's just cool to hear, you it, know. It's fun. And it is. to do that with I don't know, you have quite a few. How many employees do you have? Uh so there's probably 20 now. So 20 yeah. 20 people get the pleasure of that sort of thing. Now, not everybody's going to like you. No, no, you and, and that's and that's the sad part. We've had some great people come through, but they wanted a re- like a regimented day. They wanted a schedule and I'm like, I'll come in with a plan, but a customer will call because we're in a last minute world here and uh, a fraternity will call. Like the concert we have tonight, we booked Monday. It's Thursday. It's a big concert. And that's how it is. <laughs> the dogs. I love dogs. <laughs> They're going to be all over this podcast. <laughs> but that's how some people are. They want such, you know, such a strict schedule. And I look at them and tell them, this just isn't the place for you. Not that I don't like you and love you once you be here, but go somewhere that you can thrive in that environment. Yeah. So, and and that's why this is not for everyone. Like, for, like for, you know, they want structure. I can't provide the structure they want. But I know that, and they know that. Yeah, you know, the job's the job. Yeah. Like you, you, you've still got to sort of stay in business. You've yeah. got to do your job. Still got to do the job. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean. That's a, that's a cool attitude to have about yeah. it. I dig it, man. It, it just speaks to everything that you like. Everything that you've done, it's such a cool little building block. And to hear all those stories, like you getting sick, that's incredible. Like the the way that you've come back from that to go back to fighting, like doing things that you love, taking the chances. I mean, that it just speaks to like you live your life that way from top to bottom you have to it's so it, to. it's so cool man it's inspiring so really I, I appreciate it yeah. and I, and I hope that my kids look back one day and you know because uh, that was one thing they asked me during the fight interview like well who's your hero I'm like my dad because he taught me to work hard because I see so many kids that walk through my door that just don't that they don't want to that they want it to be handed to them yeah. I'll never forget one kid came he just graduated from college and he said okay I'm ready to make $50,000 a year and I'm like that's cool Oh, doing what? I love those conversations. <laughs> I'm like, that's awesome. I'm like, I'd love to make $50,000 a year too. 
<laughs> I own the business and I love to make that. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Good luck finding it. And so, but but to see it now and, and work for it and to you know just excel at something and to be able yeah. to earn it and actually earn it that that's what it's all about. The earning it part. Yeah. That's the fun part. Yeah. So if it was given to you, it wouldn't be fun. That's exactly right. You know? And that's what I tell my kids, too. I'm like, when I'm like I got tapped out tonight. Well, did you earn that? <laughs> no, like, yeah. <laughs> you caught me. I'm like, there you go. There you go. Now learn from it. You learned it, now earn it. I mean, earn it, now learn it. Yep. So they're like, all right, Dad. You're right. I won't get tapped out again. Well, no, you're going to get tapped out plenty. <laughs> but just don't get tapped out that way again. Yeah. Do better. Do better. Try to do better. Try to fix that problem. Yeah. Do better next time. That's right. Well, okay. Is there anything that you want to promote before we end the the podcast? Any sort of social media companies that you have? You want to tell no, them or take a peek at our new company, Brewhouse Productions. Um, you know, we do live sound. We do concerts, television shows. Is there a website for it? Uh, Brewhouseproductions.com. and okay. then um, our other company is RDMPros.com. Take a look at any of those, see what we do. Um, other than that, man, I mean, if there's somebody out there better that's doing it better, show me who they are because I'd love to learn from them. And go and to Brass Valley MMA and it, give Rudy a training partner. That's right. Come <laughs> come beat me up because I can take a punch. I, 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 I took a, a bunch of them the other night. <laughs> I want to say that, but yes, you did. Oh, yeah. Man. No, I was like, keep coming. And finally, I just told the coach, and I looked at Bubba, I was like, I'm going to go down, man, because he, he's beating me to death. Like, that's all right. No, that's okay. The first yeah, words guys, it was one of the best scenes too. Just it was you leaving with your arm wrapped around Bubba, and y'all are both smiling yeah. and laughing, and like he's patting you on the head, and you, you just don't you don't see that after a loss. Like yeah. if you watch the people leaving the ring, you think you won. Yeah. Like which you kind of did because you went in there and you I did, did it, man. And that's it. And, and, and the thing that Bubba said to me because I, I told Ashley that too. I was like, Bubba said, "Do you feel like you're 40 now?" And I'm like, no, I feel like I'm 80. <laughs> and then he was 28. <laughs> so that's why we were laughing, because it was funny. Because the kid was fast, he was strong. And I'm like, he's everything at 28 that I probably was. But here I am at 38. So I want to be whatever I can be at 38. And You're then just... at 39. And then at 40. And I'll probably stop at 41. I won't take any more fights after 41. And say that now, but then you probably feel good at 41. You're like, Randy Couture won a heavyweight championship in the UFC at 41. So who knows? There you go. That's your goal right there. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate time and allowing me to be here, man. And oh, that's, that's thank exciting. you for doing it, man. Yeah, and I apologize course, man. about the, the oh, noise no, or whatever. This is real it life. It, fun. Dude, it is real life. noise in my house with this, my kids. This podcast is definitely real life. Yeah. For sure. And that's, that's what I like. <laughs> Awesome, man. Awesome. Thanks, Rudy. Yeah, dude. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you to everybody who listened to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Rudy as much as I did. Go check out all of his businesses and show him some support. And if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, please go and rate and review and let me know what you think, good and bad, or don't. But we sure would appreciate it if you did. Thank you again to everybody. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And until the next podcast... We're out.